Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to The Catch with John Fisher on Blog Talk Radio, connecting life to faith. We're just trying to get it together, trying to help the fellow man, hoping we can make it better. Yes, we do. We think we can make it better, but not us, but Christ in us. And as we walk in an open and honest way, we believe that God's new covenant of the Spirit written on our hearts um, will, will bring people into contact with Christ and with uh, his forgiveness and hope as we simply live our lives and share our lives openly uh, in the world around us. So uh, we're excited to have you back. Uh, It's Tuesday night, Blog Talk Radio, and we've been discussing the 12 steps for a number of weeks now, and we've had some incredible guests, um, knowledgeable, most of them, uh, and involved and experienced with uh, using the 12 steps or or going through them themselves. Um, and uh, I, I hope you'll go back. You know, these, these, let me just remind you, these are all podcasts. And uh, right where you are listening right now on online, you can scroll down and go about six or seven weeks back through um, – uh, a number of discussions on the 12 steps and uh, find out how valuable uh, this this whole experience can be. So um, today we're getting close to the end. We're actually on 12, uh, the 12th step this week. And uh, our guest today is Greg Arbues. He is Director of Care and Recovery Groups, Marketplace Ministry, Eastside Christian Church, that's in Anaheim, California, and, and uh, they have uh, satellite churches. They have another one in Bellflower, and uh, I believe La Habra, and then then somewhere out in Minnesota. So I don't know how that works, but um, uh, Greg, welcome to uh, the catch on Blog Talk Radio. Oh, John, thank you. Uh, honored to be on on your show. Thank you, thank you. And uh, uh, what I'd like you to do is just first off, uh, just familiarize us a little bit with you and mainly your story, um, how you came to uh, the twelve steps and how you came to be uh, a counselor and director of of uh, these groups, the small groups. Um, so why don't you just give us a brief history of of yourself so we can feel like we know you a little bit yeah all right sure sure well you know first of all uh you know must admit i, I grew up catholic and uh so was raised in catholic faith uh and and basically what that means is you know was an altar boy did all the good things that a good boy was supposed to do 
And that also meant that when I became of age, I fell away from church. And so I was away from church for a very long time, um, you know, started my career, got married. Uh, but, you know, God was uh, not part of my life. And until about uh, August of 2010, when uh, my wife of 23 years said that uh, she no longer loved me, that she was in love with someone else, and my life fell apart. And uh, mm. essentially, uh, I hit rock bottom, uh, and I cried out to God and said, God, if you're real, show yourself to me. And, and the mm. way he showed himself to me was my in-laws, of all people, uh, invited me to come to church. And I said, what would church, what's church going to do for me? And what would God want to have anything to do with someone who's turned his back away from him for such a long time? But I had nothing left. I hit rock bottom, and I was searching for answers, and so I decided, why not? So I went to church and uh, heard the pastor, uh, really got connected uh, to, to the church, and I saw a bulletin that said, for those with hurts, habits, and hang-ups, celebrate recovery meets every Friday night. And so that Friday, August 22nd, 2010, I walked into the doors of Celebrate Recovery for the very first time um, mm. and uh, started my journey on uh, recovering from my hurts, my habits, and my hang-ups um, as, uh, as a man. And that was, uh, again, in 2010, uh, I began to serve uh, wherever I could, uh, got plugged in, uh, began to lead um, small groups, and over time, the church took notice of uh, my leadership abilities uh, and and asked me to, uh, to to come on staff. And so I was a volunteer for about four years, um, a volunteer staff for four years, and then uh, the last three years, uh, I've been on staff with uh, Eastside Christian Church here in Anaheim. So that's that's my story. Wow. That's great. Um, I, I'm just curious. Uh, I, I like the, uh, you know, here here at the catch, we talk a lot about uh, being marketplace Christians, and uh, mm-hmm. I like your use of the word. Can you tell us what marketplace ministry stands for in in the title? Yes. Well, um, you know, when when I uh, my vocation uh, was uh, I was a banker. Uh, and then I was a partner in uh, in an accounting firm, and then I had my own business. Uh, but all during that time, it was marketplace focused. Uh, it was all about the money, and mm-hmm. um, and it had nothing to do with charity or having to do with God. It was all about me, what I could do, uh, and. Um, and and it was about the money. It wasn't anything more than that. Uh, that was that was the main driver of my life. Uh, and through the transformation that that God has done in my life, through the brokenness that I experienced, through the loss of my marriage, uh, going through the twelve step program, and kind of uh, deconstructing myself and then reconstructing myself, uh, I knew that God had a greater purpose for. Uh, the marketplace, that the marketplace wasn't separate from ministry, but it was um, it was meant to be all-encompassing. If everything belongs mm. to God, your business belongs to God as well. 
So wouldn't it make sense to not only apply best practices to your marketplace, um, your marketplace uh, uh, vocation, mm-hmm. but also to apply biblical principles to it at the same time? That, that is what would make it more powerful. So it's combining the, the marketplace and the ministry using uh, what God has, has blessed us with, um, with a business, and uh, blessing others with it as well. So um, is, is that part of, of, of what you do as, as well? Greg, do you, do you help people put that together? Uh, yes, yes, I do. Uh, I, I help. You guys them, have you classes, know, or what do you? How do you do that? Well, the yeah, the marketplace ministry is is mostly uh, it's mostly just me right now. Honestly, uh, it's it's not something that we've formalized uh, as of yet, but we're looking mm-hmm. into it as a church, and and how we can combine uh, again the marketplace with ministry and combining business with church. Mm. Fantastic. I, I love that approach, um, and uh, yeah, there, there's some. Uh, I'm sure you've run into some some groups locally who are doing that. Uh, they were they're outside the church, but um, oh yes, yeah. In fact, yeah, uh, yeah I, I'm trying to think of the name of one right now. Um, yeah, yeah uh, but, uh, one that's very popular is called Convene. That's the one. That's exactly yeah. what I'm thinking of. Yeah. So that's good. So I, I, I just, I'm sure that I kind of figured you'd know what they were doing and maybe have done some things um, uh, along with them. Uh, we've had, we've actually had Daryl uh, Passwater on as one of our guests. Um, oh, and he's, okay. he's, he's, he's one of the convening guys, <laughs> I guess. Right. Yeah. It, it's an interest. I'm not sure how it all works, but, but I've been fascinated with, you know, I mean, he, he was actually uh, the dean of the, the Biola School of Business for uh, a number of years. So that's, oh, yeah. he's really been spent his life in, in putting those two together. So mm-hmm. I, I love that. I, I think that is um, right, down, right down the alley of where we need to be. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, just hearing your story, uh, it makes me want to ask because it seems to always come up in in the twelve step in the history of everybody's tr- history with twelve step. Do you do you have to hit bottom to get it? <laughs> I, I I think for most people uh, they they do. Um, and, 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 and here's, here's the thing. I think the people that avoid uh, having to go through the 12 step and hitting rock bottom are the ones that are obedient to God. If you, if you follow God's mm. rules in the first place, you, you can avoid the 12 steps. If, mm. if, you do, if you do everything, if you submit yourself to God in the first place and do what it is that he says and you follow the Bible, what it says in the Bible, um, on on how to live your life, you can you can avoid recovery, and I think there's a percentage of wow. people that do that, right? But there's also a, per- <laughs> well, I... a percentage of people. <laughs> there's also a percentage of people that 
uh, are, are set on doing things their way. And when we do things mm-hmm. our way as opposed to God's way, uh, and that's why Celebrate Recovery is around. When, when you finally figure yeah. out, you know what, uh, it hasn't worked my way, let me try a different way. Let me try God's mm-hmm. way. Well, I, la- I laughed, uh, Greg, because I want to ask, do you know anybody who, who, who lives like that, you know? Uh, honestly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I mean, not, uh, of, of course, uh, there, there are no perfect people. You know, otherwise uh, we wouldn't need God if there were any perfect people. But there, there are people that uh, I, I think um, live more righteously than, than others, you know, that, that tend to follow mm. God, uh, God's, um, uh, that are being to God's laws mm. and God's ways. Uh, and, and from time to time they, they, may, they may, you know, sin because everyone sins, but for the most part, you know, I think 80%, 90% of the time they're doing things right. And, you know, and the, 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 the fruit shows in their lives. Uh, so mm. there are people that, that I know of that, that are that way. But I think the majority of people, you know, because we are sinful in nature, um, yeah. you yeah. know, we, we, tend to, we tend to try to do things our way, uh, you know, versus God's way. You know, we, we, we think yeah. that... Uh, you know, we think that we can control our lives, and in reality, you know, God controls our lives. Uh, we can make our plans, but God directs our steps. Uh, and and the and and the thing is, the you know, the thing that I understand about control now, because I used to try and control my life, every aspect mm. of my life I used to try to control, and I was never happy because I never could. Um, mm. I, I, things would never go my way. You know, things would never go the way I planned, and I was never happy. Uh, and, and God showed me the secret of joy was that uh, releasing control, releasing the care and control of my life to mm. him, and, and understanding that the only three things he gives me control over is what I think, what I say, and what I do. That's it. It's what mm. I think, what I say, what I do. And, and when you peel that back, what comes out of my mouth and my actions really come from where my head is at. So what is it I'm thinking? What is it that I'm believing? What is it I'm choosing to believe? Am I choosing mm. uh, what, what, the, what people say about me? Am I choosing uh, to listen to my negative self-talk? Or am I listening to what God says about who I am and what I was made for? And, wow. and it's that like. it's that singular is that singular thing that I think is at the core of celebrate recovery. Mm. It teaches us what it is that we have control over, and what it is, is uh, what are the things that we need to give up to God, and release to Him. Mm. Uh, you know, because He's the one that that controls that, not us. I, I can only control wow. what what I think, say, and do. I don't have any control over what someone else thinks, says, or does. Hmm. That's between them and God. Well, I like that. Uh, and that's the first I've heard of that. Um, yeah. Uh, is, that, is that one of the principles uh, of Celebrate Recovery, or is that just something that, that you've come up with? 
that that's something that you know in in my deconstruction process that's one of the yep. things God revealed to me you know okay. the, over over the, the the period of uh, of mm-hmm. 50 years mm-hmm. um you know I've I've created a facade of who uh, I thought people um people wanted to see uh you know I was a people pleaser and and so I I pretended to be uh, a person that um, that I thought people wanted me to be, as opposed to being the person yeah. that God that God created me to be. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Thank you, uh, thank you for sharing that. That's really useful. Um, uh, what do you think about? Do you think that? Uh, you know, we've made an assumption here because, uh, you know, I, I write uh, every morning five days a week um, uh-huh. to our readership, and then we have we have church on Sunday nights. We have this blog talk radio on Tuesdays. Um, we have a number of things going on, but we have been, you know, we've been kind of we've been going through the twelve steps. Um, mm-hmm. Is that something we can do? Do you think there is something that every everybody, I mean, all believers have something to learn, to gain by going by going through the twelve steps? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Because here, here's the thing that I know: uh, the thing that I know is that at any given point in time, and and this is statistically, uh, it's been proven that one out of every three people are going through some sort of difficult season in life at any given point in time. And the reality is 100% of us go through a difficult season at some point. We're either going into a difficult season, we're in a difficult season, or we're coming out of a difficult season. But that's the reality. Mm. That's the reality of life in the broken world, is that Mm. we're going to go through difficult seasons. You know, nobody's exempt from that. You know, God says, no, Jesus says, it rains on the righteous and the wicked. Yeah. Nobody's exempt. Yeah. So we're going to have difficult seasons in our life, and God gives us the roadmap on how to make it, how to navigate through those difficult seasons when they occur. So it's not a matter of, it's, it's, is it ever going to happen in our lives? Can we avoid difficult seasons? Uh, the reality is no. We're going to face difficult seasons mm-hmm. at some point mm-hmm. in time. And, and God gives us the roadmap through the 12 steps on how mm-hmm. to navigate through those difficult seasons, no matter what they are. Uh, okay. Okay. What? Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and what, let, let me just add one, what, yeah, okay. let me just add one more thing. Um, because, it, it, and if it if it's not us going through a difficult season, we probably know someone that is. So knowing right. how to navigate through a difficult season ourselves helps us to help others. Okay, okay. Are there are there some uh, any principles that are especially applicable to to all believers? Uh, in the 12 steps, I mean, any things that stand out to you? Um, I mean, they're, they're, they're all, they're all applicable. 
there's, I, I think, you know, like, like anything else, uh, I think the first step is the most important step, and that's getting out of, you know, getting out of denial and admitting that we are powerless over our addictions and compulsive behaviors and that our lives mm. uh, can be unmanageable. And, and okay. you know, and, and part of, you know, and part of that is knowing that, um, you, you know, we are sinful in nature and we are going to sin from time to time. So it's, it's getting out of the denial that, um, that, um, that, that, that we're perfect or we don't need God. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, one of the things that, has fascinated me uh, about AA, the 12 steps, celebrate recovery, all of this, um, is that, uh, you know, all, all of this has happened um, in in many ways outside of at least the context of the church. You know, a lot of it goes on yeah. in the basement of the church, but but not you know, not when you go to church, when, when you hang out with Christians, um, Mm -hmm. there almost appears to be another principle at stake where people are trying to put their, actually their best foot forward rather than their worst. And, um, you know, how is that, how do you think that has come to be? And what, what? How can we maybe make church a little more like, <laughs> like recovery? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know, we can look at Saddleback Church and Rick Warren, uh, the the the, the lead pastor, senior mm-hmm. pastor over at Saddleback Church, mm-hmm. uh, and and just his his openness. I I, I think it starts from the top, um, mm. where um, you, you know if. If the pastor uh, is open and, and honest, that's the way his congregation is going to be as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, so if the pastor pretends that he's perfect and his life is perfect uh, and he has no flaws, then that's how his congregation is going to be. Wow. So I think it starts from, wow. it starts from the, it starts from the top. Right. Yeah. And, um, yeah. and, uh, uh, so the more open and honest the senior pastor is, the more open and honest and transparent uh, his flock will be. Hmm. Hmm. Um, if, are, are there ways in which um, Christians, you know, some maybe 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 some of our readers have have come to understand some deeper things through what we've gone through together here mm-hmm. in this study. Mm-hmm. But they, they realize that, that they aren't, these things are not expressed um, in their church or with other, with other believers, you know, mm-hmm. uh, are there ways and, and ways in which they can change that even, even when it's not coming from the top. <laughs> you right. know what I mean? Right. Uh, is there yeah. something they can yeah. do rather than having to change their church? You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Right. Well, I, I think it's it's uh, it's the self it's, it's the realization the realization that when we when we um, when we study the Bible, 
why we're studying the Bible. And, and the reason why we're studying the Bible uh, is, is not necessarily just to know more about God, but it's to, uh, uh, to in, empower us to, to use the Bible to reach out to others. And it's to, to, okay. to share the good news. And, and it's to share the uh, and it's to share the good news. So uh, I think a lot of times um, the 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 churches become uh, these holy huddles where we become mm-hmm. uh, uh, in, in, insulated as opposed to inclusive. And and I think um, we can be individuals. We can be the good shepherd and leave the 99 to, to find that one lost sheep. You know, it doesn't have to, mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be the pastor that does that, but it could be an individual mm-hmm. effort, you mm-hmm. know, because that's really the message of the Bible is love and it's love of mm-hmm. God, but also love, love of one another. Mm-hmm. Right. All right. Jesus All right. Said, yeah. 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 Yeah, Jesus put it simply: love, love God with all your heart, mind, and soul, and love your your neighbor as yourself. That's it. That's the that's yeah. that's the whole that's the whole Bible. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's beautiful. You know, and, and, I, and I, yeah, and I think uh, I think you know, God is is our God is a simple God, right? He He makes he he wants us to live a simple life. We tend to complicate it by putting conditions. Hmm. Jesus was yeah. the epitome of simplicity. Yeah. Of simplicity. Hmm. But you uh-huh. know he loved he loved unconditionally. But we put conditions on our love, and that's what complicates our life. Hmm. God makes it simple. We make it, and God makes it simple, but it isn't easy, right? It isn't easy, but God makes mm-hmm. it simple. We make it difficult. We mm-hmm. make it complex. Hmm. Hmm. Wow. Um, well, this has been really helpful. We've got just a few more minutes, and and I want to finish yeah. with uh, this last this last uh, discussion because we we actually are in step 12 right now and that that's uh-huh. the, the part of it i'm i'm thinking about is the part where where you know the 12 step looks outward and and it seeks uh-huh. to reach out to other alcoholics and with the right. things that 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 we have found out now um if we broaden that to not just alcoholics but we broaden it to other sinners like us um uh-huh. then then uh, there's one thing I've noticed that, and I think probably Christians are responsible in a large extent for creating this image, but uh, a lot of people in the world have the image that Christians are, you know, goody two-shoe or they're they're better than everybody else. They even mm-hmm. sometimes, uh, you know, apologize if they swear around a Christian or, you know, uh, they try not to tell nasty jokes and... Um, 
in other words, they'll, they'll even try to change their behavior around the Christian because they, they, they have the idea that Christians, you know, uh, are good people and they have it all together. And mm-hmm. which is the antithesis of the gospel in terms of the very gospel that they need to hear is right. that God accepts us in our sin and, and has done something to forgive us and all of that. You know, how do we, how do we change that? I mean, how, how can we help that message get out? Uh, through, I'm talking about through our relationships primarily um, with unbelievers. Yeah. Well, what would um, you say about it, that? Well, I, I think the biggest thing that we can do is is be transparent. I mean, you know, don't don't change don't change who you are. Um, don't change who you are based on who you're with. Just just be who you are. Mm. So if you don't like to swear, don't swear. If you don't mm. like to drink, don't drink. But also they'll be judgmental of, of people that do swear or do drink, you know, mm-hmm. because that's who they are. When, when we think about what Christ did, uh, not, not just his sacrifice, but the way he lived his life, he accepted everyone just the way they are, just the way they were. He accepted people mm-hmm. just the way they were, right? He didn't mm-hmm. prejudge yeah. them. But but he also did not shy away from the truth. But he did so in a manner that was gentle and through story. And, and so uh, we could do the same thing. You know, Jesus never pushed God uh, onto anyone, but he drew people to God by the way he was and the way he behaved, mm. what he said. That's how he drew people. He never pushed people towards God. And that's what we need to do. I, I think the, 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 the Christians that uh, stand on the street corner that say repent and, or, or go to hell, I think they're doing a disservice mm-hmm. mm-hmm. by, yeah. by painting other Christians that way. Um, and yeah. and that's, that's, I don't think that's the way you attract people. You don't push people into God. You draw people into God because that's what Jesus did. And you draw people mm-hmm. in by accepting them just the way they are. You know, what, what mm. we say in our, care, in our care and recovery groups is it doesn't matter who you are, doesn't matter what you've done, doesn't matter what's been done to you, you're accepted. You're accepted just the mm. way you are. You are loved by the creator of the universe. And there's a purpose mm. for your life. You know, because when it comes wow. down to it, that's really, that's really what we're looking for uh, as as human beings, we want to be accepted, we want to be cared for or cared about, and we want to find a purpose. And that's what Jesus did. That's what he led people to do. Wow. Yeah. And and, wow. and again, things from God, simple, ultra simple. <laughs> it's yeah. it's us that yeah. complicate it. Yeah. Wow. Greg. Thank you so much for spending some time with us tonight. I appreciate it very much, and I appreciate your thoughts. And uh, I wish you wish you well in your ministry and uh, helping helping people through that difficult season. So, right, John, uh, thank you very that's much. That's exciting. Okay. All right, All right you, Greg. Thank you. Bless you. Uh, bless you, brother.
bless you too. Thank you. Good night. Well, there you have it, folks. Uh, it's simple. It's uh, unconditional love. And uh, remember, there's only three things that you can control, what you think, what you say, and what you do. That's what I'm taking away from this um, very helpful discussion tonight. Um, I pray that uh, your week goes well. And uh, keep, keep going through the 12 steps. Remember, you're never done with them. We go back over. You go back in to where you ha- may have some weaknesses and uh, uh, pick up there and, and keep going through it. Have, have, get some friends. Go through it together with them. Um, these principles work best in, uh, in the context of others. So um, this is exciting. Um, so thank you. Uh, God bless, and we will see you next week. <laughs>